Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Alison with us. Hello, Alison. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a real pleasure. And you've just finished your book as well. I have literally, we finished on Thursday, we went out for bottomless brunch on Friday <laughs> and now we're working on the edit, so uh, it's finished, that's the great, the great news. Uh, exciting time, so thank you for taking the time out to do this, there, uh, there must be so much going on. Yeah, no problem, my pleasure. Uh, so tell us about your business, Alison. So predominantly what I do is I teach sales because, John, you know, if you don't sell, you don't actually have a business, so... Um, my background is sales and when I started off I had no idea I didn't really even want to start a business but my friend said you should teach people to sell the way that you do so I've got three brands I've got sales coaching solutions which works with teams so if it's a team of 10 20 whatever I work with them but again as a lot of listeners will know um, that there used to be two funds of um, streaming funds one was growth vouchers the other one was growth accelerator and when those funds were pulled by the government the people that needed me most were the startups and the micro businesses and they need the entrepreneur's godmother so the startups and the micro businesses that work with the entrepreneur's godmother and then I've got the Alison Edgar brand so that's where the speaker author kind of thought leader so it's three different target markets and it's interesting because it's obviously three websites three lots of maintenance of the websites but the messages are different so I think that was something that is really important that I run three different brands yeah and I think that's a sometimes as business owners we we have lots of different ideas and you and it's so easy these days to separate them and still have a core team to run them yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy. It just it just works well because it's easier to describe what you do and who you do it for as well. Whereas if it's all under one brand, it tends to get a little bit messy. Yeah, fabulous. One of the things I always love to hear is your journey, your story to how you got started. So are you happy to share that with us? Of course, John. So again, it's like quite a lot of people. It's a bit of a fluke. It never really you know, I hear people speak and they go, oh, I always wanted to run my own business. You know, I was selling the sweeties in the tuck shop or I never really, I worked for BT and I worked for Yellow Pages. So I come from like corporate sales background and I never thought I would ever leave. But I think sometimes, you know, when you work for a company, I was with one of them for 15 years, that you just want to go in a different direction. So I spoke to my friend in Scotland and I said, what am I going to do? She goes, you're going to start your own business. Went, okay, so I, that was it. And that was 2011. And I think one of my top tips is, you know, when I advise people, don't just jack in your job and start a business. So I worked part time and I started the business until the revenue because it takes the pressure off if you're bringing in revenue from a job, doesn't it? So and then I incorporated in 2014 and really that's when it, the journey started. So the last six years, which isn't, it isn't really in the grand scheme of things all that long. Wow. Fabulous. You make it sound almost so easy. I wonder if you had some challenges along the way. Yeah, it's certainly not easy. Uh, again, I think the funding being pulled was a big challenge. Um, I think the, the last few months uh, for every business <laughs> yes. has been a challenge. 
but I think I mean it's so interesting because I teach people to sell but I think actually creating the three brands was a challenge because you you don't really know whether you're coming or going it's bad enough running one and it's quite easy to get distracted from not proactively selling because a lot of the time it's easy to bury your head in marketing or writing the book or writing blogs and not actually proactively having conversations about what you can do to help people or you know transitioning it in from a conversation to money hitting into your bank account so I think that's I think even though I teach sales it's quite easy to you know I have to take a spoonful of my own medicine John to keep me on track as well no absolutely I could understand that one so selling is an interesting phenomenon because I think a lot of uh, even business owners sort of don't like to sell. So no, what? they don't. You know, so the working title of the first book was called "Selling Is Not Swearing," and the reason it was called that is because you know I could go into a room and use the F word. Not that I do that often, John, because I'm obviously Scottish and we're very refined. <laughs> Uh, but nobody blinks an eyelid. Whereas if I use the sales word, you know, you can see people grimace and take a step back. But again, I think it's a lot of people are frightened of sales because sales comes, you know, with rejection. And I think fundamentally as humans, we don't really want to be rejected. So um, one of my things, so when I did start the business, you know, you have to put together your mission statement and your vision statement and and I thought, well, look, what is my mission? You know, what, what is it I want to teach people? And my core message is when it's delivered correctly, sales and customer service are exactly the same thing. So, you know, you shouldn't be selling to people who don't need whatever it is you sell. You know, if no. somebody like, let's look at website design, for example. If somebody's just got a brand new website, is the timing right to sell them a website? No, it's not. So again, you're going to get rejection from that. But if you, you find somebody and actually the website hasn't been done since 2014 and they want to generate new inquiries and they want to have a, 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 an online presence to be able to sell their goods or their services, well, actually that conversation is a benefit. That's a customer service conversation because you know that they need a new website and they probably do themselves. Or if not, that's something that you could you know, ask good questions to get them to come to that conclusion. So that's where I think if it's done correctly, sales and customer service is the same thing. Yeah. Fabulous. A couple of times you've used the word conversation, which is a different way of thinking of sales. Often people think they're being sold to yeah. rather than engaged. And that's why so many people need sales training because it should be conversational. And even, you know, during lockdown, what I've been doing to, because I didn't my team so there's three of us there's myself and two girls that work for me and I made a conscious decision that I was not going to furlough I was going to continue to generate revenue to pay their salaries because I think by a putting them on furlough when we're a sales training company is not the right message because I believe to get out of any difficult time you need to sell and you need to market so by furloughing for me that wasn't the, the decision plus they're young and I think working gives structure to their day and we've created some amazing things so one of the things through lockdown we did webinars and we charged for the webinars. so we I was a salmon where everybody was doing things for free I thought no I'm not doing it for free I'm going to pay a minimum ticket price 
get a lot of people to come and it pays the wages. Yes. So that's been an interesting journey because if you look at social selling or uh, you know using social media, so many people on LinkedIn get it wrong. They bombard you with their sales, buy my product, buy this, buy this. And it's not, you know, I get a lot of work from LinkedIn, but literally because I have a conversation and I ask what's going on in people's world. So it's, it, it does always dumbfound me how many people just don't know how to sell because they, they sell too soon. So what would be the fundamental um, tips you would give for somebody start, starting to thinking, right, I'm going to get brave enough to start to sell, whether it's on a social media platform or human to human? Yeah, I mean, I think mindset, definitely growth mindset is imperative because um, you want to you want to fail a few times and learn from the failures. You know, what did I do? Oh, okay, why, why did that guy, why was he leaving the phone call early? You know, why was he rude to me? Why was he that? You know, really not being scared of it, but learning from it because it's usually something that's gone wrong in the process because sales is a process just like manufacturing is a process so is sales but again most people don't know what that process is so it's really just about that engagement and the conversation and my top tip would be mindset definitely have a growth one welcome the failures think like it's a process because if you follow the process you will sell to more people understand the behavior so again this is the stuff i've got in my book understand the behavior so that you treat other people not how you want to be treated so it's it's really bucking the trend of of when we were born treat people the way you want to be treated don't treat them the way they want to be treated and that's how you build a strong relationship for sales right and i think sometimes people are good at having a conversation about the product but actually struggle to say would you like to buy the product? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that because I, when I'm with clients, I'll go out on field accompaniment with them or I'll listen into their phone calls so that I can coach them around what they're doing. And, and they cop out, you know, they've got people, you can hear them. I mean, I can hear the nuances. And I, again, sales is like a magical dance, right? It's like the foxtrot. You know, you know what's going to come next. So I know what they should be saying. Then they go... Well, I'll send you an email and you can think about it. And then they like they try and phone and get a hold of the person and they either get ghosted or you know the email goes to nevergonnahappen.com. There's nothing wrong if somebody's interested to say that's great. How do you how do you think we can progress this together? So all you need to do that simple type of question. How do you think we progress? But so many people don't know. It's it's it's, it's like I feel like I've cracked the code. Yes. Well, that's a nice way of putting it. So rather than saying, do you want to buy, which is almost a pleading sound. Yeah. And also what happens if they say no? If they say, no, I don't want to, you go, okay, well, I'll send you an email to nevergonnahappen.com. <laughs> and then you don't want to follow it up. So the trick is to avoid those closed questions because, um, you know, when you're backed in a corner with a no, you've got nowhere else to go. Whereas, you know, how do you think we could proceed with this? How do you think we would move this forward? They're going to give you a statement. A statement will come back and that gives you more information to either close the, the sale at that point or push it back to the next part of the sale, which is selling the next conversation. Because every, everything should end with a, a sale, either a sale or a sale of a next step of a, a process. All right, fabulous. So, so you talked about a process. What, what? would be a nice starting process for somebody? 
So again, a lot of this stuff is in the book, Secrets of Successful Sales. So the start of the process is building the relationship because people buy people and they buy people like them. So that's at the core of everything. But it starts to move around, like being organized and doing your research. So those are two parts of the process to involve the customer. But so many people don't do the research or they're late or they're not organized or they're faffing around and it already breaks the relationship before they've even contacted the customer. Uh, the other part of the process, which is really important, is uh, I call it thinking like the Titanic. <laughs> so if you imagine you're on the Titanic, no family, no friends, the first person that most people will want to save is themselves. And that's one of the fundamental flaws that people make in the sales process. That actually, the customer, you should only talk about them. Whereas yes. at this stage, people go, Anna, do this, Anna, do that, Anna, do the next thing. And the customer really doesn't care what you do. They only care what you can do for them. So even, even the messages and the emails, like if, if the listeners just revisit some of the emails or messages that they've sent, and double check and highlight how many times they've said I in the message, they'll notice that actually all they're doing is talking about themselves, not the other person. And that's, again, the flaw. And most people, when I talk to people, they'll say about closing sales. And if I do a course, I'll say, what's the goal? I do the mini fist bump when they say closing because they haven't opened. They haven't, enough, they haven't got enough information to close and they've tried to close too soon. And that's why they've not closed the business. Yes, it's, it's almost been driven home since the 80s, always be closing. Yeah, I think that's so dated. You know, you watch things like The Wolf of Wall Street and and people just try and close it too soon. But again, it's getting that balance because we, we talked about the people that don't ask yes. for the business. Then you've got people who ask for the business too soon. To me, it's the equilibrium. It's getting the balance. And it's not when you want to ask for the sale. It's when the customer is ready to buy. And that's, again, how you, you define that as part of the process by asking, you know, what's your time frame on this? You know, having a look at the things that are on your priority list, how high on your priorities is your new website or your, your, your sales training or, or, okay, where does that rank? And what was your time frame? And how, how could we move that from fifth on your list to the top of the list? What would we need to do? Oh, okay. You know, just really good, juicy, meaty questions about determining whether it's the right time for that customer or not. Ah, fabulous. So um, I'm keen to get hold of this book because uh, as we're all in sales at some level or that, so, so when's your book coming out? Well, my new, the, the new book is not out until 2021, but the current book, so I wrote a book in 2018 and it's called Secrets of Successful Sales. And I mean, I, th I would say that's probably one of my greatest achievements ever because we talked all fair that we're both dyslexic. So yes. writing was a difficult thing. So when the book launched, it, it sold out on Amazon on launch day. So it was number one on Amazon. But people had to wait two weeks to get a copy because the demand was so high. And then it went on to be a W.H. Smith top 10 business book. So it was at all the airports and the train stations and oh, people fabulous. would like send me all the wee photos. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud. And then the Independent voted it um, 2019, one of the top nonfiction books written by a woman um, in the, for the year. So it, it just, 
it's, it's out there now. You, it's not in WH Smith at the moment, um, but it, it is on Amazon and it's on special offer. I think I don't know when you're going to release the podcast, but it's nine quid at the moment. So you don't have to sell much to get an ROI on your nine quid, to be fair. <laughs> Excellent. And I'd be dyslexic. I know how much it takes just to write an email, let alone a book. So Yeah, it's tricky. And you rated the audio book as well. That was another that was another goal, a big goal smashed. But yeah, no, I'm 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 pleased and I think that's where, you know, the new book is all around um goal setting and you know pushing yourself and, and getting what you want really. And I think a lot of people talk the talk, oh I'm gonna do this, but they don't follow up with the actions. And I think the new book helps people to take action to to smash the goals excellent so there's somebody listening to this and they're thinking yes i need that sort of right mindset and i'm looking to turn what is an awkward situation often into a conversation that produces results yeah. how would they contact you Alison? I'm, I'm really easy to find john i don't hide on the internet or in social media i'm very obvious and i usually wear pink so um, definitely just Google Alison Edgar. I, I command quite a few pages under that name. Thankfully, I don't share it with another famous one. So it's just me. Um, I've got a YouTube channel, so I'll load in my videos. Again, they're all free, all the content on my YouTube channel. The book, Secrets of Successful Sales, that's on Amazon um, and any retailers. You can go into a retailer and they'll order it for you. And uh, yeah, I'm quite easy, alisonedford.com, your entrepreneur's godmother, sales coach and solutions. I am very easy to find. Excellent. And we'll put that information on our website. And if we've got the links to your books, I'll get them or if you can send them to me and I will put yeah, those I'll get on them as well. Sent. Perfect. Oh, fabulous. Thank you ever so much for sharing your stories. Your, your passion is obvious as it comes across speaking to you. So it's absolutely lovely. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. And if you happen to know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that benefit from being on the podcast, I appreciate them sending my way. Perfect. I will do. I'll send them across. Excellent. Excellent. So this has been the podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. Bye then, Alison. Bye, John. Thank you. Have a good day. And you. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSP payments, fast, secure and reliable card machines to fit your business, exclusive discounts available for FSP members, including reduced minimum monthly service charges, authorization fees, as well as up to six months free terminal rental with no joining fees. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk